Welcome to Near Death Experience Podcast. I'm Chaz Hathaway. Today we're going to share the near death experience of one Billy, or Bill, sorry, not Billy, um, on endurf.org, so the Near Death Experience Research Foundation. And Bill says, Traveling in a Toyota pickup, I was struck from the rear by a 1974 Chevrolet Capri, Caprice, Caprice, Classic at 65 miles an hour. The accident had broken my seat loose and I was trapped in the seat belt. My head had been banged around and I have, or and I had numerous head injuries that resulted from being tossed around while the truck was folded up similar to an accordion. I never recovered consciousness at the scene of the accident completely because it seemed more like a dream than anything else did. Later, as I relived the experience itself, things started to make sense. However, when it happened, I experienced the feeling of total relaxation and a sort of disembodiment. I was at, for lack of a better word, a junction. I was not in human form. I was pure energy, and I was drawn to a huge white and golden light that seemed to encompass the whole universe. As I was at this junction... I felt a drawing sensation that seemed to be like this. Imagine throwing an egg on your ceiling and it has a very thin strip of egg white that stretches from your ceiling to the floor. My body was the floor and the other place was the ceiling. I was connected to both. As I touched the place where I saw the other universe, it began to draw me towards it and as it did, It was like an experience of an eye-of-the-storm electrical device. This device has a static electric field that, when you touch it, the static electricity is drawn to your fingers. So similarly, as the strands of electricity touched me, I felt instantly as if I knew everything, experienced the whole of creation. No heaven like what the Christian philosophy or any other religion states, No hell, just the purity of the universe as a whole. The energy there is not only human in nature. All of the life here on earth was there that had been past and present, which to me explained the concepts of human reproduction and the feelings that some people get about reincarnation. This was, to me, the essence of human, animal, and even plant life. I also felt I was completely pain-free. When the paramedics used the defibrillators on me, defibrillators on me, I felt the first shock as extremely mild. However, the last one that brought me to full uh, confused consciousness was very painful as the paramedics, and this is purely conjecture, applied the defibrillator to my heart The connection between the other place and the world began to break down, and I was drawn back to my own body. At first I was angry, but then I began to understand why I came back. It was simply not my time. I had tasted death and no longer had any fear of it, but then it hit me that I should now try to experience life, which is the real mystery. As I was drawn back to my body, I began to forget all that I had experienced, and I had, and I always felt this was due to my brain not being able to handle all that I had experienced, but I did remember the fundamentals 
of what I had experienced. I felt that there had been an exchange of understandings that I will never forget. And what I believe is now truth in its purest form and universally simple. Life is the mystery and death is but a step toward another form of existence. There was only a calm that I now possess that allows me to see the world and all the life in it as a joy, not some psychic or religious phenomenon. A professor that I am now doing a contract study with says he, that he believes I touched the heart of creation. Maybe he's right, but for now, I feel like my life has renewed and opened perspectives that allowed me to see life as a gift and a blessing. When I was later released from the hospital, a Catholic priest contacted me. I wanted an accounting of what I had experienced, and when it was not what he wanted me to tell him, He got upset and warned me not to tell other people about what had happened to me because it was against his belief of what God was. I know there is a spirit, but it's neither male nor female. It just is. And that simplicity of it all, and that's the simplicity of it all. He said that I just experienced loose electrical energy scrambled around my brain, and that if I prayed to God and asked him to enter my life and show me his true purpose, that I would be saved. I told him that I felt that his religion was preaching a lie to the mass public and that what I had experienced was the truth about life and its beginnings. That's the end of the experience. Interesting. Clearly a, uh, oh, let's see, number four in uh, PMH Atwater's Types of Experience, which is a transcendental experience, where there is often a oneness with the universe and often contact with the light. Um, there is this sense of being one with everything and one with all life and one with all non-life forms and uh, life, all non-life forms being a form of life as well. You know, all that transcendental stuff. <clears throat> the thing that I find worth mentioning in here is the conclusions that he drew, that Bill draws from his experience. And the only reason I draw attention to this is because, you know, we've we've shared many, many near-death experiences, and I don't have any reason to doubt that his was absolutely real. And yet, his conclusions from it, this is an example of one of the disclaimers of near-death experiences. You hear this experience, something doesn't jive in some way, and so you reject the whole thing. I think that's a mistake, and I think that's uh, not at all necessary, because what he says is that, you know, he says that he, he experienced this light, this elect, it was as if this electricity touched him, he felt as if he knew everything, experienced the whole of creation. He says, no heaven, like Christian philosophy, or other religious states, no hell, just the purity of the universe as a whole. The energy there was not human in nature. All life on earth was there that had been past or pre- and present, and so forth. He goes on, and, uh, you know, he, <coughs> he sees this whole of creation, and yet he doesn't see, oh, let's just say, the temple of knowledge, um, the distressing... Um, experience of demonic 
beings. He doesn't experience angels. He doesn't experience God or Jesus. He doesn't experience any family from what we know. And, and, and it's true that he may have experienced more and forgotten some of it because he does say that as he processed this experience later, it, it kind of came in more clear memory after that. But, and that's very, very common. But, uh, but his conclusion is that all that stuff people say about heaven and hell and all that is not real. But this, the light, the experience with, with the whole of, uni- of the universe and that all-encompassing knowledge is what's real. And then he goes on to say, you know, to this religious leader, um, this Catholic priest, that, you know, you're preaching a lie to the mass public and that what I was, what I experienced, he says, was the truth about life and its beginnings. That's, that's the point that I want to make here. Um, I think he's absolutely accurate in his assessment of what he, well, not his assessment, I'm sorry, he, that he's totally accurate in his description of what he experienced, but he is not fully accurate in his assessment of it. And I say, I could say that simply on the basis of the fact that he didn't experience what so, so, so many others experience. You know, we don't know anything necessarily about a tunnel. We don't necessarily know about his experience, angels and God and so forth. And so his idea, his conclusion is that this light, this whole feeling of being that that was God and that's the thing that everybody thinks of as God and and there's no hell because he didn't experience it and he experienced this universe as a whole in some way and so his conclusion and understandably so was that this light and this union with the universe is what really is that as he says the ex- the truth about life and its beginnings. So, as we learn about near-death experiences and we hear the different kinds of experiences and they seem to contradict each other, what I'm beginning to realize is that the spirit world, the afterlife, you know, God, angels, all of this, these things are so much more than what one person is going to experience. Even this fact that he says, I had this this sense that of instantly as if I knew everything, experienced the whole of creation. I think it's fair for him to assume from that that the everything in the universe that he experiences or experienced is the whole of everything that is. And yet that doesn't seem to be the case. You know, many talk of, of where they're being as being in the same location, but in different dimensions. And, you know, some of them talk about, you know, there being three different heavens. And, and others talk about there being seven heavens. And others talk about, you know, within each realm there being, you know, millions within millions of different heavens. And... And, you know, so even dividing them out while it may be placing things in brackets, you know, just like, you know, you've got tax brackets <laughs> with money making. There's, you know, there may, you may be looking at 10 brackets, but, but that could include every different salary possible, you know. Anyway, um, the point is, 
is that what one person experiences within one realm or within ten realms is not going to be the fullness of all there is to experience. It's just not going to be, which is one of the reasons why we can continue to progress in the next life, despite the fact that we have such ridiculously incredible, incredibly better mental capacity to receive information. And so we've got this, this, you know, oneness with this light, which helped him see the entirety of the universe as it is here. And maybe not the whole thing. I don't know. You know, maybe just one portion of a realm of it, a certain vibration of it. And, and maybe there's a million other vibrations that would cause the experience to be viewed or experienced differently. I don't know. I just don't know. And yet, what it's appearing is that that very point, that there are so many different things to experience that any one experience that anybody has is not the fullness of experience to be had. Which is why I tell people when they study near-death experiences, listen to their experience and believe their experience and listen to their conclusions, listen to their assessments of their experience, but don't necessarily give full credence to them. Don't necessarily, you know, take it, take it all with a grain of salt. Their, uh, their conclusion, his, ex his conclusion is, you know, that God is neither male nor female. He'd probably even say not even, uh, you know, uh, a person, not even, uh, a being except this light and so forth, which is understandable, absolutely understandable under the circumstances uh, that he experienced. And yet others have seen God face to face, can des describe his hair, his, his clothing, his voice. And so I don't negate his experience at all. I just have to take his conclusions with a grain of salt. And what can we learn from his experience itself? Well, it's interesting that he d talks about the, this electrical field because there is something of, between the terms vibration, electricity, light, fire, all these terms are terms that we have to draw from because we don't have that fullness, you know, the, it's this ineffability thing. It's like, it's like if you saw this, you know, from 300 years ago, you saw this, you'd be like, it's fire. Somebody from, you know, 100 years ago when electricity is so new, they'd say it's electricity. You know, somebody from these days may say lasers or, or you know, um, uh, magnesium ignition within, uh, you know, electronic field or, you know, I mean, we have to use what we've got to work with to describe what they're experiencing. And so that seems to be what he's doing there. I, I like this, that it had a static electric field that instantly, or that when you, like when you touch the glass, and the static electricity is drawn to your fingers. That's just a beautiful imagery. And, um, and then he, at the moment it touched, that's when things opened up to his mind, to see more, to hear more, and, uh, and to see, like he says, um, past and present, which, uh, he says, which to me explain the whole, the concepts of human reproduction and the feelings that some get 
about reincarnation. This was, to me, the essence of human, animal, and even plant life. So he gets this fuller picture of what life is, which is beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And uh, so, anyway, very interesting experience, and, uh, and I like hearing these different kinds. I love hearing the different types, this being one of the transcendental experiences, where there is just like pure experience without um, the need for, uh, you know, trees and, and houses and other people and so forth. And yet then there's the other kind where there are trees and houses and people. And then there's the kind where they're just in only in a mental state of some sort. And then there's the kind where they're on the earth and wandering, you know, and learning on the earth. So very cool. If you would like to contact the podcast with either a question, your own experience, or just a comment, you can email neardeathexperiencepodcast at gmail.com or you can call 970-NDE-CAST. And with that, thank you all of you so much again for listening. Mm -hmm.